I'm back and better than ever. I just want to feel like I'm enough and I want people listening to this to feel enough and so much more. Let's get a little bit more dangerous this season. Let's get dangerously dainty. I just want to reinvent myself this year. I'm just so over being cookie cutter and pleasing others. I want to please myself. Welcome to season two of Dangerously Dainty, the podcast, where we chat with underestimated people who make bold moves. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to the 11th episode of Dangerously Dainty Season 2. Today we'll be talking about taking a leap of faith. It's easy to have a limiting mentality based on what others think of us and our own insecurities. With that, I found that words are powerful, especially when it comes to the way we talk about ourselves. Saying derogatory things can become a bad habit that in the long run can become harmful to your own self-esteem. That's why we have to choose our words carefully. Think, would I talk about my loved one the way that I just talked about myself? We have to intentionally lift ourselves up and compliment ourselves. Practice saying, I'm going to do XYZ because of my best XYZ qualities. By giving ourselves that vote of confidence, we slowly start believing in ourselves and convince ourselves that we have the ability to take that risk and leap of faith and do what we've always wanted to do. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Today, we're joined by Katrina, owner of Polly Thrifts and Gifts, a local thrift store located in Waltham, Massachusetts. I found Polly one day when I first moved into Waltham, and I just turned around the corner and I saw this really cute thrift store with pink walls and just really fun Y2K kind of interior design. And instantly when I walked in and I saw all of the clothing and accessories, I fell in love with this boutique and I had to learn more. I found out that at the age of 17 during her junior year, Katrina opened up this brick and mortar store in the midst of the pandemic in 2021 with her mother, Teresa. And lucky enough, I was able to interview her a year after opening the store. Now Katrina will continue to pursue a degree in fashion design at Savannah College of Art and Design, aka SCAD. So here's to Katrina. And I really appreciate you being on. I really wanted to showcase a lot of... um, like local businesses. Um, I've done it with 
my sister who runs a family business that we have, which oh, is totally awesome. different um, that's awesome. than what you do. Yeah. But I, I really like uplifting those stories of like the underdogs and that sense of like being a young business owner or a woman business owner. So, and you kind of fit the bill for both. So, yeah. So to start off, I'd love to, to know how you got into fashion and why you wanted to start Polly. And maybe you can share where Polly is located and the um, origin story. Yeah. So um, I was a junior in high school when COVID started. And um, me and my mom had an empty storefront. My grandfather owns the building. Nobody wanted to rent it during COVID. So me and my mom decided why not do something ourselves and open something. So at first we were thinking an art studio oh, and nice. maybe like a ceramic type of area, but obviously fashion is my passion. So I decided to open up a thrift store. Um, I spent a lot of my time selling online through like Poshmark and mm-hmm. Depop. Um, it's just really hard nobody wants to buy anything there's so many sellers online that yeah for your stuff to be noticed it's just you need to be really specific and take a lot of time and I didn't have that in high school so mm-hmm. me and my mom decided to open this um, it definitely took a lot of work we thought about it for about six to eight months and started the process right away we bought everything we bought the racks we bought like all the all the tools that we needed, um, we bought mannequins, hangers, and then my dad came in and he put everything in the wall and got right to opened work. up. Actually, tomorrow's our one year anniversary. Oh my gosh! Stop! That's yeah. so funny. So we opened July fourteenth of twenty twenty one. Wow, that's so cool. Yep. Wow, I'm honored then. <laughs> yeah, you're you're the special guest of today. Yeah, wow. I I definitely hear you about the market being inundated like on online. Um I once upon a time was really into fashion and I went to school for fashion communications and promotion at LaSalle University, which is up the road for both of us cuz we're both in Waltham. Um and I mean, from a really young age, I was really into design and I started sewing in high school. I ended up not going down that path because of just like the competition in the market of fashion and me realizing that I wanted to focus my communications degree on something more broader, but it's definitely still like a passion of mine that I still have as a hobby and making things for myself um, and still designing for myself. But it's, you know, it takes a lot of courage and guts to, to step out into the fashion world and business, um, whether it's online or opening up a brick and mortar store or going to school for design. And that sounds kind of like the track you're on, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, when I first started applying to schools, I didn't know if I wanted to do interior design or fashion. Yeah. And that was what was good about the store because I designed the whole inside of the store. Um, I was super creative with how I wanted it to be. Um, my mom obviously put in 
her spice into everything. And yeah, I mean, it's just like exactly what I wanted. And then I decided I'm going to go. I applied to a bunch of schools and I took a tour down to Savannah College of Art and Design. Yes, Gad. Yep. And I got accepted and I committed. So congratulations. I'll be starting my fashion major, but I still don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. Where I've decided. That's so normal. I feel like that's a good way of going into college and being open-minded because maybe you can, you know, double major or do something with interior design too, if that's your passion. And there's definitely a lot of, um, like intersection between the two things. Definitely. Speaking of interior design, can you describe the store in a few words, kind of giving a sense of the style of the store and what people can find? Yeah. So the first word that I used to describe it was creative. We have a huge variety of different styles, ranging from vintage, modern, Y2K, streetwear, pre-loved and reworked. The thing about our store is we like to mix the styles. We don't Mm -hmm. like to keep Y2K in one area and then pre-loved in another area and vintage in another area. We kind of mix it around. So it gives people like an idea of like mixing and matching. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, from there, people will use different styles and create looks that might take you a little out of your comfort zone, but also make you feel like you've done something with your time and then just come in and walk around and waste your time why um like how do you start a business that's based off of thrifting how do you source your inventory and everything so a lot of our stuff comes from vendors um we did have to get a bunch of licenses before we opened the store and that was very difficult because of covid and Everything was held back, which held us back, and we couldn't open when we wanted to. So we were hoping to open in March, but it got pushed back. To July. Yeah. Yeah. So we got our licenses. My mom got her wholesale license. So a lot of it comes from online vendors. We bought out a Nordstrom location. Wow. And then we do do, like, searching, like, digging through Depop just to find, like, cool vintage pieces and we thrift and we resell so it's kind of just like a mix of everything we don't consign unfortunately hopefully in the future we'll get there it's just a lot of more work with the city and totally yeah it's places like buffalo exchange or plato's closet like you have to demonstrate a license even to sell to the store yourself as a customer so like there's a lot of like certifications that the stores have to go through. And I think it's a a huge part of the fashion industry right now, especially though, because of sustainability and work around that, Um, like seeing a lot of rise with the real real or a lot of other local thrift stores that it seems like you came into the market right at the right time. Um, So the thing about our location is we are located on a main road. Mm -hmm which sinks because we don't have any parking. True, yeah. Um, which kind of makes it difficult for people to like notice us and want to stop in because there's really nowhere to park. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone that comes in here loves the store. They say yeah. that it's amazing and it's one of the best thrift stores they've been to in Waltham. And it's 
more like Buffalo Exchange, like the stuff mm-hmm. that we carry. Um, it's not so much like Global Thrift. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Global Thrift is more like thrifty, thrifty. Ours is like upscale. Yeah. Type of beat. Yeah, I definitely always am looking on the Instagram stories to see what's new. And yeah. I feel like everything is really trendy and. I don't know. It like speaks to the current times. Um, but I've also noticed some vintage pieces too. Yeah. We definitely try to like keep up with it and get the best of all worlds. I know we talked about how you're going into, into SCAD with fashion design as the major. Um, but what do you hope to do in fashion and, and with Polly, like moving forward? So with school, I haven't decided exactly what I want to fall into. Mm-hmm. But the good thing about SCAD is they have like such a huge variety of different majors within fashion. Yeah. Um, they have sneaker design, they have clothing design, they have merchandising, business. So there's so many different things that I can fall into, but I definitely want to start with design. Um, I bought a sewing machine, I bought a serger, I've been learning how to sew I'm just trying to get like out there and I've been looking into them there's a clothing design class where the first quarter you're assigned a huge major assignment and it's just one assignment for the whole year or the whole um, semester and you get to design like your own brands technically wow You, you create sketches and then from the sketches you create the clothing and the pieces and then you get to take them home and either sell them you can sell them at the school or you can just take them home and keep them for yourself yeah so I was thinking about bringing them back here and selling them in Boston and just say so cool I made them there yeah I think a lot of people don't realize you know how difficult of a skill it is to sew and how sometimes it's become a little bit of a lost trade because of like the way things are manufactured in fast fashion right now. It's kind of expected to, to be able to buy things at a cheaper price, but that takes away from all of the energy and resources that a designer has to put forth in order to get something out. Um, and what, what, as a kid, did you always see yourself doing fashion or interior design? Yeah, I've always grown up and I've always loved shopping. I used to be crazy. Like me and my grandmother would go shopping every Saturday. She'd take me to Natick and we'd go to the mall. We'd go to Justice. And yeah. <laughs> go to all these fun stores and I'd have such a blast. Um, and then I got older and I started going to the mall by myself and with my friends. And we spend hours literally just going through the mall and just buying clothes my senior year I got a job at Nordstrom and I worked there for a year and it was the best experience I've had I've learned so much from just those nine months being there and you did that part-time with Polly yes so I was there full-time last summer so I didn't spend much time at Polly last summer unfortunately Mm -hmm. it was a lot of my mom And then this summer I decided, I was like, I can't, I need to get my store going. And this year we've had so much 
better success than we did last year. That's really exciting. I I met your mom briefly, and I think it's really special that you both are doing this together. And I think that in all of the episodes that I've had with people, there's always someone kind of acting like a mentor or a person of support. And that's how He's there's like the a success. Support. Yeah. If it wasn't for her, I would not have the store. Yeah. I mean, she's the reason that this is here. Her mm-hmm. and my grandfather. So I'm very grateful. And where did the name Polly come from? So it's actually Greek. So okay. my mom, her mother is Greek. And we, I grew up visiting Greece my whole life. Every summer I used to go. So the word Polly means again in mm-hmm. Greek. So... I mean, we do have used clothes, so we just figured, like, why not find something that fits? And I think that was our best, our best option. Cool. As a young person, what kind of piece of advice would you give to someone who wanted to start their own business, whether that be in fashion or, or not? Do it. But just do it. <laughs> that I mean, that's all I have to say. I mean, I think it's been very difficult. Um, it's I've definitely had challenges, but I mean, de- being in school and having a store is very hard. But like I said, I had my mom, and she was my support system through all of this. Totally, it's it can be a lot to multitask, and especially during the last few years of high school, where you're like trying to think about your future and figure out what the next steps are. It's a lot to, to handle at once. This, it definitely is. I mean, it's, it's gone easier. I mean, I think as time goes on, it's definitely gotten easier. First, I would love to know what is the, and how do you see fashion being a tool as uplifting others? I mean, I think it, it gives people a way to be themselves. I mean, people express themselves through the way they dress. I use New York City as an example, because Mm -hmm. if you go to New York and you walk down the street, you're going to see so many different styles. Yeah. Like everything, like something you'd never expect. People wear headpieces. They wear their accessories or just everything. It's not even the outfits. It's the way they put them together. And then my last question. So the whole podcast is surrounded around like the underdog stories and people might being like underestimated. Um, And so with that, there's always like a positive and a negative experience in someone's journey to growth and self-improvement um so I like to ask what has been your rose and thorn so your rose is that positive part of the growth and thorn might be that you know negative a little bit um of a of a valley a low um but ultimately like the low kind of feeds into the high and helps you grow from it so what would be your rose and thorn since starting Polly? So I'd have to say my rose would definitely have to be spending time with my mom. Me and my mom never really got to spend time together. Once I started high school, I was always out of the house running around and doing my own thing. So I think being able to spend time with her and 
both of us being able to work together on making improvements, not just with the store, but with our relationship as well. The rose would definitely have to be like the ideas that we come up with together because mm-hmm. I mean, she has a pretty, pretty intelligence herself. Yeah. Like she's, she's got some good ideas. And I think my thorn, there's a lot of challenges when opening a, a small business. Um, when we first opened, things were very slow. There was no parking. People didn't know we were here. So we didn't get much business. We had like the only people that would come would be people that followed my mom on Facebook and saw her posts and things like that. And then slowly we started getting customers that would come just by like walking by and then they just would, they'd end up coming back and every couple of weeks we'd see their faces and we have customers that come in just every other week just yeah yeah I definitely can relate to that like the podcast I started it also at at this point like a a year ago it was a year ago in January so we're almost going on two years and it's been a journey I originally started it with Instagram stories that were like really motivational and trying to like give advice or spaces for people who felt like isolated an area to kind of speak um and then the podcast came to life in January of 20 2021 I think um and it's it's been really hard too like there are great moments where I get to meet people like you and uplift those stories but you know there's times where in the beginning especially you know like promoting it with friends and family and like people who you know, you already follow, um, but trying to expand that network is really difficult. And yeah, I think that when I first went into Polly and I, I met your mom and she briefly told me that like, you know, you were 17 and you had just opened the store. I was like, wow, like nothing is holding this person (laughs) back. It sounds. And I think a lot of the time that that can be, you know, the downfall to a lot of people and that intimidation, um, prevents people from doing exactly what you're doing definitely I think it was very hard at the beginning because I was in school Mm -hmm. and I didn't talk to many many people I was very much an introvert I still am and I have those few friends that I talk to so when I opened my store I was like I don't know what people are gonna say like what are people gonna think of me like I was very like scared and Mm -hmm. I didn't want to admit it but I was. So I kind of just like didn't promote the store. Like I didn't want to start a website. I didn't want to, I still don't have a website, but that's something I'm planning on doing in the future. Um, Hopefully by the beginning of next year, January, but I think it's, it's hard. Yeah. There's a lot of moving pieces like website, social media, and like it takes when it's something you're so passionate about and it's like your little baby, you yeah. feel really protective over, mm, is it ready to be shared yet? And it kind yeah. of takes like a leap of faith to just say like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to share this with people. Exactly. No, a hundred percent. I think it took me a while until I was like, okay, like I own a store. Me and my mom own a thrift store. Like yeah. I, my, I started telling my teachers, um, And like girls that 
I didn't even know from school would just walk up to me and they'd be like, you own a thrift store? Like, I heard you own a thrift store. And I was like, yeah, like we're in Waltham. We're located on Prospect Street. But I definitely think that the most successful people sometimes, not all, but some of them can end up being introverts too. And I also find myself to be an introvert and like that that just means that like we source our energy in different ways and it takes time to build up the confidence to, you know, plug or promote whatever we're doing. And sometimes it can feel really cheesy and like hesitant to do it because you don't really know how people are going to react. Exactly. That's what I was most worried about was like, what are people going to say? Like, what are they going to think? Yeah. But you can't control anything that anyone is going to say or think. And you might as well just do what you want to do as long as you're not like you're not harming anyone. You're not doing anything bad. Like you're literally doing something to grow in your own right. And I think that it's really impressive. And I'm sure that, you know, when people hear that you started a thrift store in high school they think that you're probably like a badass really cool (laughs) like you know have an image of you that you don't even have of yourself I think that's what that's what I didn't realize like I was like I'm 17 years old and I am opening a store like I'm starting my own business and I didn't even graduate high school yeah yeah and that's what took me so long like no one in my high school they don't even work they don't like to work I live in Newton. I go to Newton North or I graduated from North. Nobody worked in high school. They just had fun. And now they're all stressed because they're going to college and they don't know how to be an adult. And you definitely have a leg up and you've become independent in in a different way of like really starting something on your own. And, and I think that you know, oftentimes on the podcast, I've talked about like the feeling of not being enough and it takes sometimes like reflection from other people to say Mm -hmm. oh like that's how you see me let me self-reflect and be really self-aware of how I see myself and how to match that only for my own good to build myself up with that motivation and confidence because sometimes we can do a million things in a day and still not feel like we're worthy even though like 100% yeah 100% well, thank you so much for, for hopping on and talking of about course. Polly. And thank you for inviting me. Yes. Please plug away like anything that you want to share about the store, the address where people can find you on social media. Yeah. The- but our Instagram is just Polly Thrifts. Okay. It's P-A-L-I and then Thrifts. We're located in Waltham on 77 Prospect Street. Um, and hours of operation when people can shop. Oh, yes. Um, so we're open. We're closed Sunday through Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And Wednesday, we're open 1 to 8. Same as Thursday. Friday, we're open 12 to 6. And Saturday, 10 to 5. Awesome. Great. Thank you so much. Anything Thank else? You. I think that's all. Cool. I'm so excited to, to share about Polly with everyone. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Dangerously Dainty, the podcast. Don't miss out on new episodes by turning on notifications for any new releases. And while you're at it, I would love to see you supporting the show by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. 
Last but not least, you can also follow the Dangerously Dainty Instagram at dangerously.dainty. Thanks for listening and keeping unexpectedly bold.